G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, the Western Australian state election is on this Saturday and already there is a huge turnout in pre-poll voting. As always, the Australian Christian Lobby has been active, bringing into focus policies on all sides of politics and how they align or don't align with a Christian view. Peter Abetz is the State Director of the ACL, the Australian Christian Lobby in Western Australia. Peter's joining us. Hello, Peter. Welcome back to 2020. G'day, Neil. Good to be with you and uh, good day to your listeners. Peter, let's just start with the idea that it seems to be a foregone conclusion that the McGowan government will be returned to power on Saturday. What are your concerns about the way that there is uh, a certain apathy in the community right now? Look, uh, what concerns me is that uh, the total focus seems to be on that Mark McGowan's done a good job in keeping WA safe, uh, but there's been virtually no debate about policies whatsoever. And as I say to people, um, COVID will be behind us at some point, uh, hopefully, and then we need to think about what else is going on in government. I've mentioned in a number of conversations the idea that Zach Kirkup has already basically conceded the election. Is that, you think, the reason why there's no policy debate, even on the, the sort of policies that you might be talking about, but really no policy debate much going on at all because it's like a foregone conclusion? Look, I think that's true. I think the polls were so uh, uh, strong for Labor that um, yeah, Zach Kirkup... Uh, always conceding defeat in the sense he said you know, it doesn't look like it's going to be his uh, turn um, was in a sense a very natural thing to say although I think from a um, yeah, from a campaigning perspective uh, it didn't actually help him at all but the focus now has moved very much to how much power should be given to one person namely uh, Mark McGowan um, because if the polls are correct then um, he will not only get a whopping majority in the lower house, but also get uh, very strong control of the upper house, which means that um, yeah, there'd be very little uh, review of legislation. If it's uh, Labor Party policy, it will happen full stop. Is there much community concern about that, the idea that there may well be a landslide in the lower house and then also arresting the upper house as well and what that might mean for uh, some of the sorts of policies that are planned in the platform of the Labor Party which go very contrary, almost anti-Christian when you come to some of the issues at hand. But is there community concern that there is a likelihood that both houses will go one way? Look, there, there is some concern, but I think most people don't understand enough about uh, the nature of how Parliament works to fully appreciate just how serious that would be. Because at the moment, for example, the Liberals have got uh, 13 and I think uh, Nationals four or five in the lower house. And 
uh, the Liberal Party with 13, it's simply not enough to actually do the work of the opposition of holding the government to account. Like there's you know, 59 seats in the lower house and with just 13, um, the Liberal Party just does not have the manpower to even thoroughly scrutinise every piece of legislation that goes through. So I say to people, I think it would be terrible if either party ever had a massive majority because then you don't have the functioning, a well-functioning opposition which is really necessary for our Westminster system of government. Peter, the Australian Christian Lobby is renowned for having a lot of good resource detail available to people who want to see it at a glance on a website. And you have a website called wavotes.org.au and there are some primary policies there which you're drawing attention to and the research that you've done with all of the parties who are up for election. Peter, what sort of response are you getting to your website with that detail on it? Look, people are very appreciative of having uh, that kind of information. In fact, we put the letter uh, on that website as well that we sent to each of the parties so that people can actually see exactly what the question is that we put to the parties. And, um, uh, yeah, people really appreciate that because the sorts of questions that we are asking are the kind of questions which the mainstream media have simply not addressed in any way, shape or form. Like, for example, uh, we've addressed the issue of homelessness um, you know, since uh, the McGowan government came in in uh, 2017. Uh, the social housing stock, Homes West, as it's called in WA, um, they've got 1,000 less houses now than what they had four years ago and we've got a homelessness crisis. You think, what on earth has gone on that uh, Homes West has sold off so many of their properties? Uh, yeah, no, nobody's talking about that. We believe that should be one of the issues that uh, that needs to be considered and with the big iron ore windfall of $4 billion because the price of iron ore has gone sky high, uh, we, we're saying, hey, what about spending $1 billion over the next four years to build an extra two, uh, 2,000 or so Homes West houses so that at least women with children who find themselves on the street don't have a two-year wait period to get a Homes West house but can get one immediately? So they're the, some of the issues that we've raised, plus the Victorian legislation, uh, the uh, Change or Suppression Conversion Practices Bill, that went through the Victorian Parliament uh, recently. Uh, we've asked the uh, McGowan government to give us an undertaking that they would not introduce that kind of draconian legislation, but they're simply refusing to answer that question. But thankfully, the other parties have answered that question. So, um, yeah, that's um, that's been very helpful. And there's, there's various other questions that we've asked that are there on the website. And on top of that, we list for the electorates that we know um, who are the uh, the candidates from whatever party who um, we understand have very solid uh, Christian values, who are willing to stand up for Christian values in the parliament. Let's name those parties because you have a rarity now in WA where you have an Australian Christians party and they're putting candidates in lower house seats and uh, for all of the upper house offerings there. Uh, how are they faring? Any thoughts there about uh, Australian Christians and uh, listeners now who might be thinking, would I put a one in the box there for Australian Christians? Are they a party worth voting for? 
Look, Australian Christians is a uh, like the lower house. Uh, they're not likely to win a seat uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, the fact that they're there allows Christians to vote for them and then vote two for uh, their party, next party of choice. And by voting one for Australian Christians, they're actually sending a message that there is a strong Christian constituency out there. So I, I think that's quite a useful thing for people to do uh, in the lower house if they've got an uh, Australian Christians candidate, they don't have one in every electorate. But in the upper house, uh, it's very interesting because um, the Australian Christians, I think it'd be fair to say, are the only party that has actually uh, registered a ticket with the uh, Electoral Commission that is based on um, the uh, the philosophical uh, 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 similarity to themselves. In other words, they've actually ordered all the people, uh, all the candidates in order to which they support Christian values. So uh, I, in their ticket, um, the perhaps I should just explain that in WA you can vote above the line uh, or below the line uh, for the upper house. And if you vote below the line, then you've got to number every single candidate from one to about 50, depending on how many there are. Or above the line, you just simply put a one in the party of your choice, and then that one, that means whatever that party has registered with the Electoral Commission as to how it flows below the line is what that vote means. And the Australian Christians, they've ordered theirs below the line according to the degree to which a person supports Christian values. So if a person wants to really see more Christians in the, um, up, in the upper house or people who support Christian values, uh, then by putting one in that box, it actually uh, does the, saves them the job of having to research everybody and then trying to do it themselves below the line. So uh, that's quite a, um, a useful thing for voters to know. But interestingly, um, the way that the other parties have allocated their preferences, um, it does appear that uh, Australian Christians are in with a fighting chance of uh, actually getting somebody into the upper house. All right, Australian Christians in with a fighting chance, uh, worthwhile seeing what their positions are, and especially on some of these issues that you've been researching, Peter, and people will find those things at the wavotes.org.au website. Let me come back to that research just for a moment because lots of people will be concerned more about Labor and Liberal and the way that they have responded to your research. And uh, on a lot of those mm. issues, what is typical, there's quite an anti Christian policy on a bunch of those that are coming from the Labor Party. I know mm. that some people on this program have ventured to say that when you've researched and you've sought the Liberal Party position, oftentimes they've said, oh, we're just going to offer a conscience vote, which appears to be a sitting on the fence or even a capitulation uh, to whatever policies might be at hand. What are your thoughts for the Liberals and the fact that they're not especially staunch on a whole lot of issues here? Look, uh, part of the reason for that is a party, when they go to the election, they uh, yeah, they develop their policy documents. And, for example, on the uh, gay conversion issue, the Liberals don't have a policy that they want to do anything in that space. So when we ask them the question, well, if McGowan were to introduce that kind of legislation like Victoria has, um, which way would you vote? And because they don't have a policy on that and the Labor Party... Uh, 
aren't saying that they've got anything in that space. They're simply saying, look, on that, we would give people a free vote. So really what it means is <clears throat> that uh, people, when they vote, uh, really need to make sure that they vote for people who do uphold Christian values. And that's why we've uh, gone to the trouble of putting those people onto that wavotes.org.au website. Now, the challenge, of course, is in the Labor Party, um, when their caucus adopts a policy, then everybody has to vote in favour of it, even if they're personally opposed to it. So um, unless the Premier um, decides to give them a conscience vote. But uh, on a thing like LGBTI conversion therapy issues, I don't think they'd be given a, uh, a, um, a conscience vote. Okay. Let me just point people to that website we're talking about because Christians in particular will want to see at a glance where the parties stand on some very, very significant issues. Wavotes.org.au. That's wavotes.org.au. There's lots of other resources on there too, Peter. Can you give us a little, in a nutshell, what will people see when they go to that WA? votes.org.au website well they'll it's a fairly basic website um basically what i'll see um yeah the open pay the the the, uh the front page if you like uh if they're not sure what electorate they're in they can click on the link there and find out that takes them to the electoral commission website and they can punch in their suburb or postcode and that'll tell them which are their electorate so they know that um then they can go to the list of candidates that are very supportive of Christian uh, values and have a look whether they've got any in their electorate and uh, yeah, hopefully vote accordingly. And then they'll also find the a table that we've put together of the responses from the uh, different political parties to the questions we've asked. And then we've also got the exact letter that we sent to each of the political parties so that uh, yeah, people can see because it's a fairly simple statement on the table. They can actually get the detail of what the question was that we asked them. So uh, that's uh, a quite a helpful thing. Well, it seems to be typical that Aussies don't spend a lot of time researching what candidates they're voting for in elections. Uh, time to turn over a new leaf there and become aware of what your candidate and what the parties that are up for election actually stand for. You can find out that detail at wavotes.org.au. It's an initiative of the Australian Christian Lobby. Peter Abetz is the State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby in Western Australia. Peter, thanks so much for that update today on 2020. My pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.